to The Convergence Podcast. The Convergence is a space designed for university and college students, post-secondary students, and young adults to explore and deepen their faith. It's a space to think, question, doubt, and hopefully, ultimately, to worship. So glad you're here. Hey, hey, welcome back to the podcast. We're excited to share with you this message about what should I do, featuring our very own Logan Johnson. Let's listen in on this month's Convergence. How many of you guys recite creed regularly? Any of you? A few, yeah, once a month, once a month at Convergence. Yeah, that's same for me. I feel like even just this time as we were reading it, I was kind of just struck again by the goodness of our faith. Um, I, was, I had some friends even asking me today, like, what? Like, how does salvation work? Like, all these questions about, like, um, you know, these, these questions. And just to read the creed aloud with each of you is just a beautiful thing to, you know, profess the things that we believe, the, um, the truths that we stand on. Um, and so that's great. I'm so, I'm so happy that we do that. That's not something I've ever done. Um, but uh, what should I do? Um, this question that each of you have probably asked um, on probably many different scales, um, even what should I do? I think um, actually someone this weekend or someone in this past three days, I was at a conference was saying that we make somewhere around 16,000 decisions um, every single day um, and that you're constantly asking this question of what should I do? Um, whether it's even like going to the left of the person on the sidewalk or the right of the person on the sidewalk or, you know, what you should order from your favorite restaurant or, um, you know, so many, so many decisions that we make in a day. Um, and so this question is something that um, we're familiar with. Um, but unfortunately, I'm like, I don't know if I am the most qualified person um, to speak about this. Um, and when I volunteered to do this, I felt like um, I was really passionate about um, a certain way of looking at it. And now I feel like I'm at a stage in my life where this question is, feels like it's all around me. Um, for myself, and I'm like, what am I, what, what am I doing up here asking, answering the question of what should I do um, when I even have so many questions in my life personally right now of what should I do, um, even just thinking about master's programs right now, what should I do, and, you know, moral dilemmas and things of, um, you know, just decisions that you have to make all the time in your life, and, um, and I just, it's hilarious, feels like I'm in probably the biggest season right now of or a, a, a big season of asking the question, what should I do about my life? Um, and so having to think deeply about um, the process of asking this question was actually really a rich experience for me. Um, but I would recommend um, Spiritual Direction with Bob is always a really great place to go. Um, and we're praying for Bob right now for healing for his back. But um, that is some, a way that I know many of us even here have been assisted through this question. Um, and there's lots of different approaches that you could take to this question, but um, I'll just start a little bit with uh, what I feel like is one of the primary moments in my life where um, I feel like God actually told me um, what I should do. Um, and so this comes back to kind of grade 11, um, or just before grade 11, I was at um, a youth camp where all the good things happened for those of you who um, have ever been to youth camp and um, was sitting at the front of this chapel, uh, sitting at the front of the service. Um, just um, the kind of the request for, for the people to contemplate was to think about 
a burden that God might give you to think about, um, you know, something that God might actually put on your heart for you to do something that um, he is going to lead you to in your life or something that he has for you um, to do in, in how you live your life and the things you do. And um, this was actually where I received like my call to ministry. Um, I felt like the Lord spoke very clearly to me and then it was, you know, confirmed by another uh, person. And so um, one thing that I think is really important to note is that, you know, God does speak. God does um, he is able to tell you what to do. Um, there are many moments where, um, you know, this process of discerning and asking questions um, is actually just met with God saying, you know what, um, this is what you should do. This is where you should go. Um, and, you know, asking God for direction is, is hugely important. And um, I think in this process, though, in this process of asking God, of what should I do? Where should I go with my life? What are the things that I should put my energy and efforts to war? Where should I, you know, study and what, um, and how should I even get to the place that God has called me? Um, that was the next step after that, right? Was me wondering and asking all these questions about, okay, I'm called to ministry, but how do I do that? You know, I'm called to um, this specific um, maybe area of ministry or this specific area of ministry. And even within the question of God having told me, there was still so much um, options that I was moving forward with, um, but I think, first of all, um, in the process of, of asking, what should I do with my life? What should I do? Um, that this is always an invitation and an opportunity um, for God to provide um, some searching of the heart. This is always an invitation um, for him to um, invite intimacy in, for him to actually um, begin to refine our hearts and refine our souls. And so um, I don't know if you have ever gone through a deep process of, of asking God, um, but I think whenever you're in those seasons, um, don't rush too quickly out of it to try and get an answer. Um, I think that is one thing that I feel like I've learned is that, you know, God actually really values those seasons of deep wrestle, uh, those seasons of, of saying, God, what should I do with my life? And for me personally, the things that have been revealed um, as either... Um, you know, ways in me that are not good, um, right? Search me and know me, oh God. See if there is any wicked way in me, right? In these moments of um, discerning, you can actually check your heart and, and ask God to search you and to know you and to um, get rid of and to draw out um, the areas of your life that maybe are rooted in selfishness or maybe areas of your life that are um, kind of living only for, for yourself and for, and for you. Um, and there's also an opportunity for you to, to trust God um, but in this uncertainty, in these questions and of doubt in these questions of not knowing what you should do. There's actually a beautiful invitation um, to rest. Um, and I feel like so much of the time in, in moments of, of um, you know, questioning, of wondering, have been the moments where I have found a peace that surpasses understanding um, because I'm able to actually just reside in the love that God has for me. I'm able to reside in, you know, in the comfort um, that regardless of what happens, regardless of what I do, um, regardless of the next step, right, I, I can trust in the Lord and I can, and I can uh, not worry um, about the things of tomorrow um, because I know that, you know, my Father loves me. And I think um, this is one of the most important things that I would just encourage you is that take this time uh, God does speak to us. God does show us the things that, that we are to do. Um, but in this process, he wants to use it to 
refine you, to, to bring you to a whole holistic place where, you know, actually the, the ways that have been guiding your life might actually be um, shifted or changed to something that is better, to something that is um, more in line with what God would have for you. And um, like I said, with, um, you know, my, my personal time of discerning and my call to ministry, um, I think for me, one of the most important things was um, the decision to do it now. Um, and like I said um, before, right, you ha- I had this call to ministry. I knew that, okay, there's this area that God, that God has for me. And for those of you who don't me- know me, I'm currently working with UCM here, um, as well as a youth pastor at Journey Church. Um, and, you know, there's so many questions that go alongside even just what God had told me um, to do. And I was even thinking about it. And, you know, he never really told me how to do it. Um, he didn't even necessarily tell me to do it good, uh, but I felt like that was implied <laughs> to do it the best way that I could, right? Maybe I, if you said, oh, you could go do ministry and then you just go do ministry and you just really suck at it. That's probably not what God has asked you to do. Um, if God has asked, if God has called you to, you know, something, maybe he has, um, you know, called you to do it later down the road, um, but he probably hasn't called you to do it, um, like, when you're 85, right? When you're just completed all the other things and then finally you get to that point, right? And so there's, there's also the how and um, something that we can use wisdom and discernment for. Um, and um, I think for me, um, one of the beautiful things that, um, that as Christians we can, we can take comfort in is that God has made us um, specifically. And uh, as I was thinking about even just like what to share tonight as I was um, just like trying to ask God, Lord, what would you have me give? What could I say um, that maybe only I could say? Um, I was asking this question of like, God, like why, why me? Why am I doing this talk? Um, what is something that, that I could say that, that maybe only I um, might be able to share or in my own perspective, in my own way? Um, obviously, lots of people have said a lot of things and um, I'm probably not saying anything new, but maybe how I say it might be a little bit different or from the experience or the background. Um, and it actually just hit me in that moment. You know what? That's actually one of the most important questions as well to ask um, when considering what to do. You know, what has God created you for um, that maybe he has designed you specifically to do? Um, what group of people has he made you, um, you know, compatible with to, to, in, to have fun with, to, um, you know, even just be present with them there um, that only you can do. And I think God has, um, you know, has called many people throughout scripture. um, And we have to hold intention the fact that, you know what, God used a donkey to speak. Um, At one point, God God worked through um, a donkey. And he says even, you know, the rocks will cry out if you don't cry out. Uh, But he's also designed you in a a way that is... um, specific for the places where you are, that he has given you passions and he's given you things that um, excite you and that make you full of joy that he actually wants to use. And he wants to um, redeem those things and say, you know what, I've, I've placed this inside of you. I've placed this deep inside of you for a reason and, and that there's actually something there. And um, as, as you, you know, look inwards, as you begin to um, take that time with God and in intimacy um, and spend time in his presence. There's actually um, 
a way that that can be revealed um, even more, right? As we ask God, what should I do? Um, as he searches our hearts, as we begin to know ourselves better, as we begin to look internally, um, there's a way that we can begin to know. Um, maybe just how God has designed you, um, which can inform the things that you are to do, the things that he has actually given for you. Um, and so the next, the next thing I want to say is um, that the actions that we take now um, prepare us for the work that God has for us in the future. Um, the things that, that you say yes to now um, will shape you and will transform you into the person that will be ready for, um, for all of the things that God has called you for um, later down the road. When I was first called into ministry in this camp moment, um, I remember feeling so passionate and um, I look at all of even the youth that I pastor now as well and, and think, man, they have this zeal, right? They have this like excitement that is just like so fresh and so um, exciting for anything that they even remotely think that they could do. Um, and this naivety sometimes as well, um, which is really beautiful. But I looked around and said, man, I'm called to ministry. Why not start now, right? Why not just begin um, doing it in the places where I'm at, even just right now in my life? And so I started a Bible study in my high school, and I just invited a lot of friends alongside of me to, um, you know, to begin reaching our, uh, reaching our school together. And, and in, in those moments, um, I was beginning to pre- prepare myself um, for the call that he now has um, given me now, the, the placement where he's given me now, that, uh, the things that he has um, given me to do. And, um, and I just remember see, looking back and, and thinking, you know what, the moments that I said yes to um, back then um, has enabled me to say yes to the moments now. Um, when you know what you are to do, when you, when you find out that, that thing that, you know what, God has actually called you to this. Some of you have chosen a degree based off of this conviction that you feel like you know um, what God has actually called you to, that you feel like you know that, you know what, there's actually something that um, you're going towards that, that is impactful, that is meaningful. And so what is it right now in your life that can be even just building that, can be stepping into that before maybe the job title is there, before the, um, the people are there that you're expecting to impact, the, the people that you're hoping to reach? Um, and um, along with this question of what will I do, I think um, who will I be formed into uh, from the actions that I am taking now is, is a huge question that we need to ask ourselves. Right. Who am I being formed into by the, the daily rhythms um, that I engage in? Um, when you're thinking about what should I do, it starts right now. Right? It starts right now in your life. What should I do today? Um, and so often we can, think, we can get caught up in thinking about what should I do in three years? What should I do in five years? What should I do in ten years? And all the while you've neglected an intentional life in the present. Right? And you maybe have not lived <coughs> intentionally in the things that God has already put into your hands um, and intentionally living into um, how you might grow, how you might be formed. And one thing that I also think we often forget is that, you know what, the, the, the actions we do now actually matter for the people that we are impacting now as well. Um, sometimes we can get into a mindset that, you know what, it's all about, you know, oh, okay, I need to be formed now so that I can be um, able to do this thing later. I need to be growing now so that I can eventually, when I'm finally there, 
when I'm finally making the money, when I'm finally, you know, surrounded in this position, or when I finally have this job, or when I have, finally have this role, then I can finally do this thing. Um, but look around you right now. There's so many beautiful opportunities, so many things that are meaningful um, for you to engage in, um, in the person sitting beside you in your class, in the person who is, um, you know, who is going through a hard day that, uh, you know, you see at your workplace every single day and you're saying, you know what, I'm going to be such an incredible engineer when I get into my workplace. Um, but here I'm working at Safeway and it's not, um, it's not quite there yet, right? But the, the people that are around you, the, the, um, the lives that you can impact are significant and they matter now. Uh, they matter um, not just for your own formation, not just for you developing that skill, but um, the people matter that you encounter every single day. And um, I think that's something that, that I'm impacted by regularly, that I look around and I see so many faces. I see so many people who um, maybe it's just one conversation, it's one um, encouragement, maybe it's just one smile that, that might actually impact them. And, and I think um, when we think of this question of what should I do, it's often a very... Um, destination understanding, right? What should I do? And, you know, how should I get there so that I can get to this point? Um, and the what should I do is, it feels like we're always asking about this one point that we're going to get to, and then we're going to have it locked down. Um, but the reality is, is that that is not the case. Um, the question of what should I do is always a question of um, the present as well as, you know, your future. Um, but it's never going to be a moment where, okay, now I'm, I'm doing the thing that I should be doing, <laughs> right? And obviously there's moments where we're, we're living that out, but it's over time. It's continuous. It's um, something that God continues to challenge us in and continues to, to bring us um, further into as we learn beside him, as we um, walk with him and, and the different things that, um, that he calls us to. And... Um, I just want to encourage you to see the heart, to see the, the person um, who you're around every single day. Um, our little like sub-caption for this was from little things to big things. What should I do? Um, and the little things that we do matter both for your formation, for um, who, you become, who you're becoming so that you're able and equipped and that you're actually a type of person that will do it when you're in the place that you're dreaming of. Um, but it's also... Um, just important because the people who you're around every day um, have a soul, have a heart that uh, needs to be touched just as much. And so um, I hope this is okay. I'm giving you a bunch of bullet points, kind of a bunch of um, rapid fire points of, of just some thoughts that I feel like I, I have on this. But um, as I was praying uh, more about um, what should I do, I felt like God was showing me in many different ways, just a general picture. Um, and obviously I can't give specific details, um, just like banging around the room. It's like, you should do this, you should do that, you should do this. Um, and I just felt like God was reminding me of, of some scriptures that, that, you know what, consistently remind. And even in the language says, what, with whatever you do. Um, and there's so many scriptures in, in all things. Um, and God consistently reminds us all throughout his word um, with different passages. And I want to read um, here just from Colossians 3. 
It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. In what we do, our hearts should be set on heavenly things, um, not on earthly things. And this has been, I feel like, impacting me so much and, and challenges, I feel like, probably many of the pictures of, of our lives that we have. Um, when we think about what should I do, I think our reflection and our contemplation is often on, oh man, if I can only get to this point, if I can only get to this position, then I'll be able to, you know, have the job and have um, all the things that I need. And it's funny, I think um, oftentimes <laughs> um, I'm living in a place right now that um, is being put up for sale now. And so we're renting and it's being put up for sale and we're like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen if it gets sold and it goes to somewhere else? Um, and it's so funny because my perspective is always, man, just like, what if, just maybe possibly, what if someone were to like, like, just like pay a down payment and say, you know what? You are blessed to have this house for you. And just like, just like this crazy perspective of like, man, what if like just something absolutely miraculous happened? Someone gave this. And my wife is always of the mindset of, man, what if someone moves in and they crank up rent by like $500 a month? And, and it's always, you know, these, these two different things. But even when I'm thinking about the future, when I'm thinking about these hopes of, of, of what might happen, it's, it's always on these earthly things, right? Um, even the things that I have faith for sometimes can be for the earthly things, right? That someone would randomly say, oh, I'm going to pay your down. I'm going to pay this house off and you can have this house. Um, but, um, you know, even some of those things that I have faith for, right, are, are things that, um, you know, are earthly, right? Even my hope is in God in that moment saying, maybe the Lord might do it. Maybe the Lord might be faithful. Um, but it's even for this earthly thing that, you know, I would have this wealth or I'd have this security or this, um, you know, this material, um, material thing. But Paul so clearly challenges, challenges us in this verse in Colossians that, you know, set your minds on things above, um, not on earthly things for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. This is such a powerful, powerful scripture to say our life is hidden in God. Now, you know, our, our, ourselves are, you know, living for our own earthly things is actually something that, you know, is no more. That we can begin to set our hearts on heavenly things, um, things that are um, far beyond um, our own, um, our own desires, our own comprehension. But you know, taking on the mind of Christ, that it would actually be um, an anticipation and a looking towards the heavenly things. Um, rather than the earthly things. And so as you think about what you should do, as you contemplate this question, um, what should I do? Think on heavenly things. Um, think on the ways that um, your actions, on the ways that your career can, can honor God, can, can be for, for um, these um, bigger picture, this bigger picture of, of what he has for you and not on these earthly things that we so often run after and constantly gets away from us. Um, constantly is, is just out of reach. Um, 
And Matthew 6, 30, 33 says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And, um, you know, seeking his kingdom first um, looks like a lot of things, but one of those things is planting small seeds of faith. Um, and I love this Matthew 6 verse, and probably many of you know it, um, but it feels like the, the moment where Jesus just really steps into, you know, his hippie nature of just like, look at the birds of the air, right? They don't toil or spin, you know, <laughs> see how much more God loves you, right? Look at, like, don't worry about tomorrow, um, like t- today has enough trouble of its own, right? You know, he's, he's kind of just going in and it's like, Jesus, what, are you sure? Are you sure that all these things are true? You're feeling like you're acting a little bit, um, foolishly here. It feels like you're saying, uh, you know, are you, are you really calling us to be like these hippies who are just living out of vans and, um, you know, just saying everything's fine, right? Everything's going to be all good. Don't worry about tomorrow. Um, and I just am so I'm so challenged by this verse, and it feels like one of the most countercultural verses that um, we read, even to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. It's such a backwards way of thinking about um, of thinking about getting all of these things, right? Getting all of the things that we worry about. Um, and um, yeah, what does it look like for us to, to seek his kingdom first? Um, and that's, I think, a question that I've also been pondering a lot recently. Um, when thinking about, you know, what do we do? It's to seek his kingdom first, and all these things shall be added to you. Right? Set your mind on heavenly things, not earthly things. And when we begin to, to change our mindsets, when we begin to, to bring ourselves out of, you know, this turmoil, this the spinning of, of saying, God, should I go left or should I go right? Should I choose this school or that school? Should I do this degree or that degree? Um, I think that God is faithful to us when we begin to turn our eyes to um, seeking his kingdom first. That he is, um, you know, that he is true when he says that all these things will be added to you if you seek his kingdom first. And it's not to say that we don't, um, that we don't plan, that we don't um, think about um, you know, our next steps, but I think it is also really important for us to take to heart these words of Jesus that says, you know, actually, I will add these things to your life. I will add um, all of, all of you know, the, um, the next steps to your life um, if you seek my kingdom first and seek his kingdom in the process of your decisions, in the process of you discerning what I should do in thinking about um, left or right and I have this point up here that seeking his kingdom first um, looks like planting small seeds of faith. Um, and recently, I, I actually this past summer, I was at a retreat, and, and I think the parables came alive um, a little bit more for me. Um, actually, our speaker for Next Convergence um, was Cody Matchett, was speaking about the parables, um, who's going to be talking about, um, yeah, kind of the theme of Advent in, in December. Um, you guys want to be there for that one. Um, but um, he was talking about the seeds, um, the mustard seed, right? That there's an actual act that puts the seed into the ground that says, I'm having faith that this is going to grow into a big tree, right? There's, there's um, the woman who, who makes a ton of bread, um, who puts 
yeast and a hundred pounds of flour, I think it said, um, in this parable. And, and just this small act of saying, you know what, I'm going to put this yeast in and I'm going to watch this bread grow. I'm going to watch this um, be way too much for me to ever eat. And I'm going to, you know, feed the masses with this bread. I'm going to, um, you know, plant these small seeds of faith. Um, and I truly believe that that's what, um, what seeking his kingdom first looks like for us right now. Um, sometimes I think when we think of, God, let me seek your kingdom first, we think of this, of this picture of, you know, probably what the Jewish Pharisees were thinking about. God, your kingdom coming, right? This military leader to come and take over. And when we think about seek his kingdom first, what does that, what does that practically look like? Feet on the ground in my life right now. What does it look like for me to say, God, would your kingdom come here on earth as it is in heaven? And it looks like, you know, planting those small seeds of faith that can grow into something so much more. Um, and I think so often of the time, um, our world doubts the small actions. Um, our world doubts the, the, the power and the impact of, of a small seed that could actually change. And something that I hear from so, much of my, so many of my friends all the time is, is this doubt that they could make a difference in the world. Um, and a lot of them, you know, have passions and have these things that they're excited about, but they, when it comes down to it, they really say, ah, you know what? I could work and work and work. I could try my best, and I wouldn't even make a dent, right? The systems are too bad. The, um, the structures aren't set up for people to succeed, right? It's just going to tear people down. It's, it's never going to work. It's never going to change anything, um, but seeking first his kingdom is these little actions all around you um, to say, you know what, I'm actually going to, you know, I'm going to go love this person, you know, specifically. Uh, I'm going to go show kindness to this person. I'm going to, uh, you know, go and show yourself to the poor. Or go and, um, you know, be with the widow, be with the orphan, be with the, the lost and, and the hurting. And um, these little actions, these little seeds of faith are 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 things that God very clearly calls us to do. So often of the time when we think about, um, like, what should I do? Like, what, like, what, God, like, do you want me to serve here? Do you want me to serve there? Um, God is just like, begin loving my people, right? Um, even when he looks to Peter, he says, Peter, do you love me? You know, feed my sheep, right? And what does it look like to feed a sheep? Um, and I, I, feel like I heard this story. I heard this story once of, of a man who was, was feeling really called to, to, you know, serve the poor. And, and he was like, oh, I'm feeling really called to serve the poor. I think I should really, you know, start living into that. I feel like that's something that God is pretty consistent about um, and pretty clear about in his, in his word that I should be with the poor. I should serve the poor. And he's, he's thinking, he's praying, God, should I, should I go to the mustard? Should I go to the mustard seeds? I like, start my own ministry? Should I do this outreach here? Should I, um, you know, make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Or should I do granola bars? Or like, God, should I bring water with me? Or should I, um, you know, not do that? Or like, or like, how should I, how should I go about this? Right. And he's, he's praying. He's got, he's saying, God, what should I do? Right. Asking this question, what should I do? How should I serve the poor? And God just looks to him and says, you know what? Like, just do it, right? Just begin to serve the poor, right? And, and there's some things that God puts in front of us. There's some things that God tells us. Be with the poor, be with the widow, be with the orphan, be with the foreigner, um, you know, be with the prisoner that are pretty clear. And it doesn't take, um, 
this new method, this new crazy way of doing it, um, to just begin to do it. And so when you think about what should I do, there, there are many things that God has called each of us to um, pretty clearly throughout his word. You know, each of us should be with the poor. Each of us should be finding ways to, to love and, and plant these small seeds. Each of, each of us should be with um, those without a family, right? Um, even just think about, you know, international students who come who are, who are distant from family, who, um, you know, people who even are moving here for different reasons, that they're without a family, they're, they're far from home. Um, God tells us to be close to the brokenhearted, right? That he is close and, and that um, that is a good place for us to be in comfort and, and um, coming alongside them. And so God has given us so much instruction um, for what we should do just generally. Um, and I, I think it would be a shame if we were to spend our whole lives asking God, how should I do these things that, that I know you've called me to do? How should I love, Right? the end of the day that's what we're called to do how should i love this person or that person god says go and love them stop asking the question um begin doing it begin actually living it out begin actually loving and begin actually serving um it's one of the most important things that i think if if you could leave with today um that i would want you um to know is that do the things god has asked you to do right to love god and to love people to be with um yeah to be with those who, who God has, has often found spending time with. Um, and along these lines, um, once again in Colossians 3, um, actually in between, in between the section of Colossians 3 that I read before and Colossians um, 3 that I'm, that I'm reading now, there's also a bunch of encouragement, um, or maybe not encouragement, but don't participate in sexual immorality. Don't do all these sinful things. So there's also some things that you shouldn't do. Um, obviously, <laughs> and the Bible's clear about some of those things as well. Um, but, you know, after, in kind of sandwiched in between, uh, sandwiched on either side of that, um, he gave that verse about um, setting your uh, mind on, on heavenly things. And then he says in verse 12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. As you teach, and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I love the scripture. I feel like I could have just let you guys read that. <laughs> and that would have been probably a good enough encouragement um, for what you should do. I think there's so many beautiful things, right? Clothe yourselves. Put on, right? Put like that image of clothing yourself with compassion, with kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. This is beautiful, you know, picture of, of um, clothing yourself. Bear with each other and forgive one another. I, I, I remember sitting in council with a friend who was, who was kind of frustrated and saying, thank God, like, 
do I forgive this person or not? Do I, like, you know, like, I'm so mad. Like, do I? Like, I don't know. Like, are they going to get away with it, Lord? Like, like what should I do? And, and the Bible is pretty clear, right? Forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, um, it is good to forgive, and God commands us to forgive. Um, and over all of these virtues, put on love, right? We should always be putting on love. We should be clothing ourselves with love, um, making our best effort to, to live in love for all of those um, around us. Um, and that binds us together in per- perfect unity. Um, let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Um, I think that's also such a beautiful thing. Would it preside in your, on your heart? Would it be something that you live daily? Would it actually be something that influences the whole way that you go about your life, the whole way that, um, that you, you know, engage with your friends? Um, and then this encouragement at the end says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. And um, coming back to the simple things um, which Jesus has called you to do, regardless of what you do, um, will always be essential, will always be something that um, I think is, is across, you know, across the board, um, is something that God has called you to, um, to live your lives with love, to live your lives um, according to the gospel truths that, that he has outlined for us. Um, all throughout scripture, all throughout the example of Jesus, all throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. There is clear instruction on, on the way we're to, to live in, in love towards one another, um, the way that we are to live in, in, in grace towards one another. And um, I want to encourage you as well that sometimes these questions of what should I do can be, um, can be times of um, great turmoil in people's hearts and, and can be can be challenging and can be um, moments of wrestling and, and moments of hardship. Um, but this life is a beautiful, beautiful, exciting adventure that the Lord has called each of us on. And um, if there's one thing that I think I feel like is, is a theme of my life is that um, God has called me on a great adventure um, with him, that he has actually called me to, um, to be like a child with him, to have this wonder with him, to... Um, to have a playfulness with God, to, to live life in, in a posture of joy and live life in a, in a posture of excitement that, you know what, there's, there's curves and there's bends and there's things that, um, you know, we go through, but, you know, God has actually um, given us joy, um, that he has given us a life in abundance that, you know, the Lord actually is, is really faithful. And, and when we trust in the Lord, um, it is an exciting time to be along with him. And, um, there are moments of, of suffering and there's moments of grief, but um, the Lord is also um, wanting to adventure with you through your life. He's wanting to, um, to call you to places that um, bring you deep joy and bring you deep fulfillment and um, that are exciting. And, um, and there's moments, right, where, there's, where it's hard, um, but there's also moments of joy. And there's also moments where God is actually um, really laid out some amazing things for you and, and hopes that you would find fullness and hopes that you would find joy in the things that he's called you to do and the paths that he's called you to walk on. Um, even, in the con- in, even in the tension sometimes of it being really challenging and really hard, um, God has called us into joy in those moments. 
even in the suffering, right? Jesus said, for the joy set before me, I endured the cross. And um, there's a beautiful way to live um, as we walk with God that, um, that is a lightness, that, that carries an easy burden, um, that is a yoke that is not heavy, um, and is a yoke that um, is not ill-fitting for us. Um, but I think I should um, leave you with this. Um, is that Galatians uh, 6, 9 uh, says, do not become weary in doing good. And so um, in whatever you do, uh, do not become weary in doing good. Uh, make sure you continue walking in love for those around you. Continue walking in goodness and allow him to search your heart as you um, think about the things that he has for you, as you think about um, the steps forward and the paths that he has you to walk. Um, do not become weary in doing good. Um, and I think that that hits home maybe for some of us today. Uh, maybe there's some weariness. Um, uh, and reading week is coming up for some of you. Um, but do not become weary in doing good. Um, when you show up to that class exhausted, um, do not become weary in being present for the person sitting beside you. Um, when you show up to your home and maybe you're with your parents or you're with um, your roommates or um, you know, whoever is living with you, it's, it's important, right? Do not become weary in doing good. It's, it's hard sometimes to, to pick yourself up and to encourage yourself. But um, God has called us to, to love and to do good um, in all places. And so um, if I could just pray for you guys, um, just a blessing. Um, Holy Spirit, we thank you um, that you are our guide. Um, Lord, that you speak to us, that we can hear your voice. Lord, we thank you that you do um, send people and send guidance and in practical and tangible ways. Um, and God, we also thank you, Lord, that you have outlined in many ways in your word um, what it is we are to do. Lord, what it is um, the people who we are to be with, uh, the heart that we're to have for those around us, Lord, that there is a general call, Lord, to, um, Lord, to make disciples, Lord, to, to share your gospel, um, Lord, to love. And um, God, we pray, Lord, that... Um, that you would help us walk in those ways that we would not um, be so fixed on what we should do in the future that we forget that um, what we do now uh, matters and changes us and, and has impact on the lives of those around us. So Jesus, I pray that you would give us guidance, that you would help us, um, that you would walk alongside us, and that um, you, would, you would bring us joy, um, Lord, in everything that we do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you all coming. And we'll be back in two weeks um, for a conversation um, to talk just generally about um, this question, maybe more specifically about uh, different questions that you might have about what we should do, but an opportunity for you to share some of your thoughts um, and just to have a good discussion going around it. So you're welcome to join us for that um, in two weeks. Same place, same time. Um, and thank you guys so much for coming. Thanks for tuning in to the Convergence Podcast. We hope this message has blessed you as you consider the question, what should I do? Join us for this Thursday at 7 p.m. for Convergence Conversations at Brandview Baptist Church as we dig in more into this question. See you there.